everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are continuing on with Shocker, Jane Eyre, and I am joined once again by Alex. Also a Shocker. Wow. Oh, wow. Day full of surprises. It is full of surprises. This might be our last episode of Jane Eyre. It could be. It could be. Firm, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the biggest maybe I've ever seen all year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. TBD, I guess. Right. Jane Eyre. End? Question mark? Honestly, how this book probably should have ended. <laughs> Honestly, this is for future Alex and Rachel to, to worry about, so. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We fix it in post. Yeah. Right. So we are on to chapter 37. So it turns out Rochester's been staying in a manor house in the middle of nowhere, which okay. is my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when you are uh, no, the gentry, you've got manor houses all over the place. You know, you're just, oh, this is my forest retreat for when my house burned down and my ex-wife tried to kill me. Actually, sorry, not ex-wife, still wife. <laughs> when my wife tried to kill me by burning our home down, this is where I go to convalesce. You know, the wife I kidnapped and just kept locked in a closet. You know, my attic, attic wife. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My first attic wife. Doesn't everybody have a first attic wife? You know, it's just me and the boys right here. We can all talk about our attic wives. Why? We could just be like, oh, who's your grace pool? Who you got keeping your attic wife company? Your attic wife doesn't have a companion, man. You know, that's a good savings plan. Maybe (laughs) I just don't have my attic wife. Just let her up there. Yeah. Why am I wasting all this money? Yeah, we ball. <laughs> Fuck it, we ball on the attic wife. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. So, Jane is just creeping around in a scary dark wood to just get to this place. She like describes it as like everything's grown over. It's pitch black out. She can't see. She's basically feeling her way through the woods. The number of times that Jane Eyre has just sort of stumbled on shit in this book mm-hmm. is at least two. Because we have a similar we have a similar moment where she's just wandering the moors and sees that light and is like, yeah. ah, the river's estate. And here we are again. Jane's just like, I don't know where I am. I'm just I'm just in the woods. I'm yeah, she, she, she's call. an elf. Don't we all just traipse through the woods and then find our long-lost relatives and then become rich millionaires? Is that not what we all do? <laughs> all right, that's a common experience. We've all had it, you know. One day you're orphaned and starving, and then suddenly, you know, like every father, apparently, I climbed uphill both ways. It was yep. snowing, sleeting, worked from the ground up. Now Boot millionaires. Tracks. Pull. Bootstraps. Pull them. Yep. I don't want to criticize Charlotte Bronte because, as I've said on this podcast many times, I love this book. But listen, mm-hmm. there are some repetitive plot devices that are happening. Oh, and yeah. This, this one is a little tired. Yep. Just a little bit. So... Rochester shows up as she's walking, and I'm like, of course he does. Dramatic. Mm-hmm. Classic Rochester move. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he walks outside. Jane hides in the trees, which actually works this time because he is blind. Because he has been blinded. That's right. She didn't need to hide at all. She could just stand no. there. Um, yep. Life has not been kind to Mr. Rochester in the last few months since she left him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like wildly hype. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. I skipped ahead in my notes. Apparently I just forgot to write some things down. Okay. Um, I do remember what happened. However, I did not write them. So Got it. Okay. Turns out she's like, sneaks up to him, brings him like a bowl of soup or something. Instead of like being the mate, instead of the, I guess like his maid or whatever. I think so. Yes. So she pretends to be, I, I can't remember the servant's name. But uh, she like, brings him a bowl of soup. And he's like, who is it? And Jane says nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and he's like, tell me who you are. Which, like, are we really bullying a blind man right now? <laughs> we are. We are indeed. The, and, I mean, don't think of it as bullying a blind man. Think of it as bullying Mr. Rochester, who absolutely deserves it. Fair, fair. From like stoop to a new low, Jane. And then he like touches her hands and he's like, These are the hands of Jane Eyre. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's, romantic question mark? Question mark, truly. He's like, like What if it wasn't voice? Jane? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Do you okay pause. Pause. <laughs> Do you think that he does this every time soup has been brought to him? Like, every time the servant brings soup, he's like, who is this? These are Jane's hands. And the servant's finally just like, no, it's me, you asshole. Like, I think the servant had to start announcing themselves. Like, whenever they walk in, be like, not Jane Eyre. Right. It is I, not Jane Eyre. It's like, he doesn't want to learn their names. He doesn't care. He obviously like, doesn't care. Mm -mm. Jane or not. It's, it is I, not Jane. <laughs> so then he's like wait jane and he's like she's like mm, yeah and he's like speak to me and she's like i'm actively talking <laughs> yes i am saying words <laughs> and he's like i i can't even believe it's you how do i know this is real and i was ready for her to like pinch him or something for the vibe mm -hmm. and then she's like um i don't know and he like touches her face and it's like, oh, girl. Hey. It is you. I know that face, which I've never touched anywhere. I was literally thinking about that. I'm like, he's literally never touched her face before, but suddenly he, like, memorized it. I mean, I do think they were macking. So I think he has touched her face. I don't know oh, that he's yeah. done the, like, I now know your face yeah. feel. I don't know. Maybe he has, and I'm just, you know. <laughs> I'm just director's cup. <laughs> yeah, I'm just now picturing picturing them sitting together and Rochester just like putting his hand on her face and being mm -hmm. like, I want to remember you. It's just Jane just like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Okay? And just like, so this is what having a boyfriend's like. <laughs> right. <laughs> is this why most people don't like having boyfriends? Because I don't want them. Mm -hmm. This is weird. She's like, how long does this last? Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jane writing to her girlfriends. Hey, so have you gotten to the hand on the face memorization phase of your relationship? Oh, you skipped right over that? Oh. Interesting. Okay. So it's not a necessity. That's what I'm learning here. Because he says it is. It's mm-hmm. weird. I don't know. I don't know. Should I <laughs> Nah. Nah. Not unless he's got uh-huh. a wife in the attic. Okay, girl. So I just found out he had a wife in the attic. Like, should I leave him? Or do you think that's kind of hot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Instant red flag, Jane. Instant red flag. Wife in the attic is an instant red flag. Jane said, these red flags are getting real pink. Real pink. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme, okay? It's Rochester. Super hype. He's like, it's my girl. My lady. Yeah. He's real and excited. Jane's- Oh yeah, and then Jane's like, you know what? Jane's like, you know what we should do just for funsies. What if I just like messed with him a little bit? What if I just roasted him? And, and so she's like, oh yeah. And then we could become neighbors. And he's like, neighbors. Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, we just like hang out all the time. And he's like, yeah, we'll hang out all the time because you'll be living with me. Nah. Jane's like, nah. So then she just like starts like kind of like wow, I just said like a lot of times. It's fine. Um, she starts like fixing up his room a little bit so that it's more homey and stuff. And he's like, Oh this oh this is pretty nice. This is I'm just picturing him living in squalor. Like, I don't think his maid takes very good care of him beyond the soup. And so you know this room is just, like, an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Like, there are birds' nests in here. There are any number of things that Jane... I feel like there was a missed opportunity here. But, you know, it's fine. I imagine, like... Like, this place is, like, an absolute dump. And then she puts, like, one vase on the table... With like flowers in it, and she's like, "There, <laughs> everything is fixed." <laughs> and I solved it. Problems gone. So he's already like way more hype, and but he keeps like not believing she's there, and she's like, "I legitimately don't know how to prove this to you anyway, other way." And he's like, "I could be descending into madness." I mean, listen. After the trauma that he experienced, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that surviving a, f- a fire is not a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Um, having your girlfriend get mad at you and leave you at the altar or leave you because you had a secret attic wife is not the trauma that Rochester is making it out to be. But the fire is. Yeah, and so sure. I, com- I completely understand the, you know, the disbelief, because he thought she was gone. And then his wife tried to murder him, and his house burned down, and all of this shit happened mm-hmm. to him. So, like, yeah, he's had a bad few months. I'll give him that. I think that could make anyone question reality a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So, Rochester's like, so do you think I'm, like, handsome and stuff? And he's, she's like, <laughs> just no, like you're the person I've ever seen. And you know what? Good on her, because... What What is this question, Mr. Rochester? 
I mean, I so. guess he probably hasn't seen himself in a while, so he doesn't know the extent of the damage, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's, I laugh. guess that's fair. He's like, so do you think this like made me uglier? And she goes, it's hard to get down <laughs> where you were. Yeah, she's like, when you're at the bo- rock bottom, buddy, there is nowhere else to go. So yeah. you're fine. She's like, you were already pretty rough, and now you're just, you know, worse. So... <laughs> Um, he's trying to figure out where she's been and she's like, I'll tell you tomorrow. LOL. <laughs> Runs away. And she goes, Listen. oh, and then he's like, you've only been around ladies though, right? And she's <laughs> like, <laughs> tea. <laughs> Bye-bye. And then she notedly laughs and runs away. I did not mm-hmm. add that part in. She laughs. Nope. She laughs. Mm-hmm. I appreciate... After all of the shit this man gave her throughout her time at Thornfield, like, mm-hmm. this is a, 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 a lovely catharsis moment for me where I'm like, yeah, fuck him up. Seriously. Mm-hmm. He deserves Slay. it. And you know what? We also know he's kind of into it. So we're killing two birds with one stone. If, you're, if she's actually still interested in him, this is how you get him back. In a oh, way. Yeah. So like... Oh, yeah. It's a it's a beautiful moment for my two my weirdos, which that's what these two are, truly. They are weirdos. I love them, but they are weirdos. Absolutely. So the next day comes through and she's like, Okay, so you wanna know what I've been up to? And he goes, Ah oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, please. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. I love that she kinda skips over the starving and dying almost. I like being like, yeah, well, I was hungry, very hungry, you know, and then I stumbled upon the porches of, you know, other peasants and stuff. And he's like, what? And she's like, anyway, moving on. (laughs) Yes. I don't, I'm sure she's trying to spare him. I don't fucking know. Or we're building up, we're building up to something. We're building Mm -hmm. up to the, I don't know. I think there, I feel like there's some sort of like. Like, even though she's teasing and being really cruel, you know, she obviously still is trying to spare him something. Um, Mm -hmm. I think she recognizes that what she went through is, in fact, quite traumatic. And so she's reliving reliving it for herself and Mm -hmm. doing that thing where you're like, yeah, that really shitty thing that happened to me wasn't actually that bad. You know, I made it through. So it's it's just it can't have been that bad because I made it through. And then she's also talking to this man who literally almost burned to death is like yeah that was rough so like comparatively speaking me being hungry for a night yeah we can move on it's fine yeah yeah you're better on somebody that's like you're talking about your traumas and you guys start comparing and you're like ooh, what yes (laughs) yes i am familiar with that moment of just Mm -hmm. oh dear yeah you're like oh okay all right yeah moving on right yeah, that's a, hmm, that's a hmm. thing you should address with your therapist. Okay. All right. So, Rochester's like, and backtracking, you said you uh, came across your cousins? And Jane's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and what genders were they? <laughs> right, he's so, he's, listen, the man is a jelly, and uh, mm-hmm. does he have any right to be a jelly? Absolutely not, but he is, because that's who he is as a person. So then 
he's like, okay, so your cousins, back, backtracking to your cousins. She goes, yeah, what about him? And he's like, so you have two girl cousins. And she's like, yeah. Yes. And he's like, and a boy cousin? And she's like, yeah. Anyways, moving back to the school. And he goes, no, no. No, no, mm-hmm. go back. And she goes, well, he fall- He came to the school with me. He goes, he would. <laughs> yeah, sir did what? Hims did hunts? <laughs> what? Humst? And then she's like, well, he then visited me every day. And Jane's, and he, Rochester's like, I'm sorry, what? And Jane's like, I don't know. He just, you know, wanted to see me. And he's like, Jane's like, uh, Rochester's like, I've been around you long enough. I don't think anybody just wants to see you, but okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting back to our old banter and I love it. (laughs) I know. It's, um, took long enough, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're back, baby. And then Jane's like, I don't think that's the case, but okay. Uh, and he's like, nope, it is. It it's is totally uh, the case. No one ever wants to be around you that long unless they're dating you. Uh, take take uh, Mrs. Fairfax, for example. She didn't want to be around you. Not at all. <laughs> I, however. Me, right. Me will. Me do. Me, me do. do. And Jane's like, I don't know. I, I don't think he liked being around me that much. And he goes, another sign. <laughs> yes. This is like the constant negging is, in fact, mm-hmm. how I show my affection. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, so what'd you do with your time? She goes, well, I was learning German. Um, and then I had to start learning Hindu. Hindu? Hindi. Hindu- no, H- Hindi. Thank you. Um, Hindu's religion, isn't it? Yes. Okay. And then he goes, backtrack, why'd you start learning Hindi? And he's like, she's like, oh, Sinjin wanted me to learn it. And he's like, "Mm, (laughs) but why? why? (laughs) She goes, oh, you know, he just thought it would come in handy. And she's like, for what? (laughs) The the caginess of this conversation slays me. It's just like, "Mm, we're going to talk at each other real hard. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, it might have something to do with the fact that he wanted me to come to, you know, India with him. And Rochester loses it. <laughs> Just. <sighs> this man. He's so easy. It's so easy. So Jane's like, he's like, India, so you're in love with him? Jane's like love is a strong word. <laughs> Jane is like love is not the four letter u- word I would use for the way <laughs> I feel about Sinjin. And then uh, he, he like he does this whole moment where he's like, "So you should just like go back and be with your husband." And Jane's like, "I have a husband." <laughs> he's so petty. She is so petty. They are perfect so for each good. other. It's so good. Like. This is the kind of relationship that I want to watch on TV, but I would never want to experience. Oh, absolutely. No, like that couple who just are constantly needling each other mm-hmm. are impossible to be around, but mm-hmm. hilarious to observe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've known people like this, where it's just like, when you two are in a room together, I cannot physically stand to be here. 
but if I can watch it from a distance, it is highly entertaining. Like mm-hmm. I can hear about your nonsense every day, all day. Mm-hmm. Just lay it on me. But the second I have to be a part of it, vomit. No, thank you. Literally, you're like, you know what? Um, I'll just be over here. You guys be over there. Right. Perfect. This is Ideal. the relationship we need. Yes. So watching watching these two, reading about these two. Yeah, no, it, it it's high entertainment. And honestly, I'm surprised there hasn't been an extended Netflix series about Jane Eyre yet. I'm surprised there hasn't been a modern version yet, you know? I mean, I certainly feel like you could Bridgerton this real well. Oh, yeah. Um, but I do love a modern retelling. I do, too. Ten Things I Hate About You. Great clueless fucking great clueless amazing if you did Mm -hmm. something like that along these lines i think you got an instant classic oh yeah i'd watch it for sure just just need to find the ugliest man you can and make him rochester and you've nailed it you've already got the formula or again i'm still very cool with a exceptionally hot man being like and i'm so ugly and jane just being like yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know i'm I, I would also be here here for that if uh <clears throat> i mean i would i'm trying to think of you know the people that we've seen cast as rochester and the people we've talked about ca- being cast as rochester but just like i would love to see a hugh grant being like i'm so ugly and someone being like yep you certainly Channing are tatum circa magic mike yeah mm-hmm <laughs> exactly so ugly correct yeah (laughs) no one is ever going to appreciate you so i literally would rather rip my eyes out than look at your face (laughs) okay do you know who dave batista is yes okay so you know that batista wants to be in a romantic comedy say less okay so batista wants to be in a romantic comedy Mm -hmm but doesn't feel that he is romantic uh, rom-com material because he feels he's ugly. And I'm like, put Batista in a rom-com. I would watch it every day. I would oh, yeah. also, I might cast Batista's Rochester in this very moment. Cause like, listen, Batista's not an unattractive man. So like, no. put him in there. Like very much. He's just an average dude, which I feel like is perfect for a rom-com. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't, I kind of hate when they're just like in a rom-com they find like a huge actor like Brad Pitt level like known to be hot like if you put Hugh Jackman in you know like I'd rather than find a small smaller actor Dave Bautista is not a smaller actor by any means however physically or otherwise correct but like someone that you would not immediately be like, oh, that's the male love interest. And this is why I think Jack Black should be in most rom- rom-coms. Ugh, love Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Hey, what did did we not talk about casting Jack Black as Rochester? I think I did. <laughs> or we talked about, what was it? We just discussed a movie that was coming out. Oh, was it Percy Jackson? No. Yeah, maybe. Was it? something's coming out and people are like don't put jack black in it and i'm like controversial opinion put him in everything i'm with you on this controversial opinion put jack black in everything love that man 
My favorite thing is someone asked him and he's like, what's um, your favorite Christmas movie? And he was like, Elf. And they were like, you were literally in a Christmas movie. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know, that is highly relatable. I don't remember half the shit I've done and I've done nothing. Yeah. Same. I don't remember what I did like three days ago. And people are like, you remember? Nope. Absolutely not. There's a lot going on up here and none of it needs to remember what I did three days ago. Correct. So then, uh, finally, basically, Jane's like, I'm just messing with you. I'm still into you. And he's like, oh, Slay, want to get married? (laughs) Yes, his immediate response. Hey, my wife's dead, so everything's good. So we can just, like, carry on like that never happened, right? He's like, what better time than the right now? (laughs) Like the immediate right now. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. As a planner um this drives me crazy fair (laughs) just like uh now right now no no there's so much that needs to be done um we need to not live in a a shambling forest home to -hmm. start you know Mm -hmm. like let's start there and find something that actually has a roof on it rochester's like we could just live in the ruins you liked it there, right? You liked Thornfield. <laughs> Jen's like, it's literally burned to the ground. And he's like, it's fine. You know? I just like that Roger's like, well, you have money now, so. <laughs> right? It's just like, we can do whatever you want. You've got money. Yep. Jen's like, mm-hmm, okay. Okay. This is how I anticipated spending my money, but all right. Jane's like, I have a two-bedroom home. And Roger's just like, oh. Yeah, we're going to need to manner that up. (laughs) He's like, I need at least, and I say this with the most humbleness that I can, at least 40 rooms. (laughs) Right. Because, like, where am I going to go when I get sick of you? (laughs) I just like him being like, what about the dogs? Exactly. Pilot needs a bedroom, at least. So we've got two two of two bedrooms filled, and I am not comfortable at 100% capacity, you know? He's like, I, and what if we want to get a second? What if you want to get a dog? And Jane's like, I don't need to get a dog. And he's like, your dog needs at least a bedroom. Yeah, right. The dog you don't have requires a bedroom and a full kitchenette. Um, just so you it's know. Like, what if we're going to have kids? They need four each. Right. Some place to put their toys, some place to put their books, some place to put their servants, and some place to put themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know they cannot sleep and nap in the same room absolutely not they'd catch something (laughs) yeah how do you think pores get poor it's because they sleep and nap in the same room they catch the poverty (laughs) right it just swirls around bedrooms and (laughs) nap rooms which are the same you have to confuse them by switching up where you sleep that's right if the poverty doesn't know where you're sleeping it can't catch you and I think Rochester saying that while turning over in his blanket fort that he's created on his uh, sofa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's living a very hermit life. Bless mm-hmm. him. So uh, he's like, all right, so we're going to get married in three j- days. And Jane's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... And 
then he reveals basically that they magically hurt each other and jane's yeah. like i'm never gonna tell him <laughs> <laughs> and that's my favorite bit <laughs> jane's just like wow this really cool supernatural thing happened and i'm never gonna say a thing yep it's <laughs> like i called out to you and she heard it she heard it mm-hmm. there's a supernatural divine intervention into their relationship and she's like this is for me yeah she's like oh just just a little thing just a little thing i get to have right this one's just for jane so then we're on to chapter 38 here it is she marries rochester extremely quietly yep um and this is now like her much into the future writing back filling in all the now we get to see what happened to everyone Mm -hmm. i love this i just like this at the end of like sitcoms where it's like freeze frame Uh uh-huh so and so died of cocaine overdose and you're like what wow (laughs) i had no idea no it was hidden (laughs) this whole time and then she's like uh i told my cousins in a letter and uh diana promised to come see me so that was pretty cool she sees me all the time i love that uh sinjin however did actively ignore the information um continues to dress address his letters solely to miss jane Eyre. um and yeah i don't really know what to do about that so that's been kind of wild fucking sinjin god i hate that man yeah yeah and then she recaps how she pulled adele out of school because she was like in this awful boarding school <laughs> yep things did not adele also had a very rough few months yeah yeah like probably about a year she was in this like awful place she lost all this weight um jane i think even makes a note that she says it like gave um i can't remember what her place is called but she's like it gave it a run for its money so oh lowwood yeah lowwood yeah yep i was like oh <laughs> but it does make me laugh that jane did not try and fix that place at all she's just like all right let's just pull you out of there and we'll be somewhere better listen <laughs> jane only has so much money now because she gave away three quarters of her inheritance so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's got to focus focus on what she can do Yep. So, and now uh, Adele's at a much closer school, which is lovely. And Jane said that she grew up into a fine young lady. Love to see that for Adele. Truly, truly. And Jane did not make any uh, comments on her lack of intelligence in this little recap, which is nice. You thought it was coming, didn't you? Uh, Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. I won't lie to you. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I "All right, she... how is Adele an idiot now?" <laughs> Literally, I thought she was gonna be like, "She's a fine but dumb young lady." <laughs> right, nice but dim as always. Adele as always. thriving, moisturized <laughs> in her lane. <laughs> so then, like, Jane's like, and then he got a little bit of his visions back. So now Rochester can see like the corners of me. <laughs> yes, he sees shapes. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm glad it's not like a, he had a full miraculous recovery. Mm-hmm. No, because let's be real. Rochester did some terrible shit in his life. 
and mm-hmm. the narrative retribution that he receives should not just go away. Correct. And then uh, we find out that Jane has a son, so that's cute. Yep. Little Love Rochester that. running around. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not oh. a shit like his dad. I wonder if he's ugly, you know? Probably. Probably. Well, I feel like two, when two like really ugly parents have a baby, they're always like the hottest child. And you're like, what? Yeah, the genes rearrange themselves. Or at the very least, just a very normal looking person where you're like, yeah. hmm, how did that happen? Interesting. Yeah. They like grow up and they're like, suddenly they're like walking supermodels. And they're like, oh, I got a modeling contract. And you're like, what? Huh? How? Okay. okay. Yeah. Good for Go you. Go off. Yeah. And then uh, we find out that Diana and Mary were married. Yeah. Not to each other, but I mean, to others. Yeah. I mean, it was nice if they were, but they were sisters, so that would be weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yes, they got Apparently nice we, matches. Cousins allowed. Them. Yeah. No. Sisters. No. 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 <laughs> the standard, it's low, I guess. Yep. The bar is low, but we will step over it. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Sinjin is dying alone in India, as he should. It's such a wild thing to end this book on that note. Mm-hmm. Like, of all of the things that happen, and all of mm-hmm. the characters who rightly or wrongly get what they deserve... Mm-hmm. the fact that he is the thing that we wrap up with of him I being of, of him dying alone in india it's like damn mm-hmm. it's not domestic bliss it's not jane and rochester's happiness it's this character getting what he wanted and dying because of it it's mm, ah i love it i love it so much yeah it's beautiful it really is a nice little bow because i think if they rounded out and then she'd be like and we had two sons and a very happy home the end i would have been like yeah but no it ends Mm -hmm. with sinjin being dying being dying it ends with sinjin dying (laughs) i'm imagining jane Eyre just like sipping tea being like oh and remember that guy that was really annoying he died alone he died alone in India, with no one there. Oh, yes. What's that? You know that GIF? Not GIF, but like the little video clip. And it's like, I don't remember what movie it's from. But they're like, oh, you will not believe what happened. He's blind. Better. <laughs> I have pregnant. no idea. Better. No. Oh, I'll have to find that for you. Please send it. Yeah. I'll have to like remember exactly what the words are. But like something like that where they're like, even better. Maybe like she got fat. Yes. Oh my god. Like I'll send it to you later. But uh it's that's what this reminds me of. I mean, so I appreciate that there is a moral through line in this book. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, we've talked about the Sinjin representing religion and and like this weird masculine Victorian thing and just that Charlotte Bronte was willing to write a character that was so awful and a villain 
but who was this like representative of like the actual values of Victorian Britain is mm-hmm. really nice to then see he gets what he deserves. Like one, fuck that guy. And two, yeah, you're engaged in this colonial project, fuck missionaries, and it killed you, rightly so. Because Slay. you you had the option of not doing this. Mm-hmm. You would not have died alone in India if you had married Rosamond, if you mm-hmm. had just been a normal human being. But Charlotte Bronte's like, hey, all of these things, all of these values, they're bad. And I think that is like, that's a very brave thing to say in a book regardless of who's writing it especially mm-hmm. in a in a time that is so moralistic and moralizing as mm-hmm. victorian britain like and the fact that this is popular and the fact that you know the church apologizes for it or religious people are like oh this is terrible it's like hmm. no she's tapping well, into something here and if yeah. you see some of yourself in sinjin you need to fix your heart stay away from me yeah oh well that stay away from me <laughs> or fix your heart do one or the other but like i love a book that has a moral message to a society that believes itself moral but behaves in very immoral ways and yeah. this i mean they, it's a feminist piece and, and and is lauded as such and it is jane makes her own decisions at the end of it she recognizes things that she believed she wanted aren't what she wants and she goes into an unconventional relationship she rejects the sort of pious moralizing of Sinjin and comes out, you know, happy despite what's what she's experienced. So the fact that we end there is, I think the most satisfying conclusion that this book could have had. Um, Truly. And I very much appreciate it. Anyway. What a good note to end this on. Oh, I wanted to hear what you thought. I want to hear, I want to hear what you think of this book. I like I don't even know like I just I feel like we've talked about this book for six months and it's just like there's just a neat little bow and I'm happy good I'm happy like I'm happy that it ended with hot goss as it should yes mm-hmm. I'm happy that uh Jane ended up with the most wild person that honestly could be the only person to like put up with her you know like she's just wild enough that like they are they can be together it works out Mm -hmm. and i think it's beautiful it is it's a it's a lovely book and i'm very glad i was able to revisit it because it's been a while and Mm -hmm. i'm surprised at. i always had a bit of a an issue with the the late post rochester pre-fire section like that bit with the rivers got very dull for me but rereading this <clears throat> i got a, a i had a better appreciation of what exactly was going on there of of seeing the sort of not plot advancement but character advancement and seeing mm-hmm. and like actually under having I won't say the maturity because I'm not a mature person, but having the sort of reference, the mm-hmm. the age experience to, to understand what was happening and and seeing again, I've said Jane Eyre is a relatable character, and this is also very relatable to me to take that moment, you know, that that space of the stuff that I've told been told is right doesn't feel right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and projecting that into the way that she lives. And it saves her. It saves her from Sinjin and it gets her to Rochester, who is not perfect, but is perfect for her and is Mm -hmm. and there is happiness at the end of of an admittedly very bleak book at times. Yeah. So anyway, uh, thank you for for reading this with me. It's been a real joy. Thank you for coming on. I can't. It's like I'm a little sad. Yeah. Like actually finished it. I'm. I mean, we still have movies and we still have a, another book to, <laughs> book to yeah. read, so it will be okay. We're not done. We're not done with and Jane And then, Eyre. like, we take a single month break from each other, and then we have The Shining. <laughs> and then we read The Shining. And you know what? Here for <laughs> it. Uh, get ready for a future of a lot of episodes together. I'm here for it. I'm ready. Very slay. And we will see you all in the next episode where we're going to compare two movies. Is there a hot Rochester? Is it a hot Jane Eyre? How, How much attic? Yeah. How much attic? Is there a hot Bertha? There ought to be a hot Bertha. There ought to be. If Bertha is not like a strong woman, I'll write mm. it. You know what? I'm with you. I have I re- I have not seen the Orson Welles one. I have not seen the George C. Scott one. I saw i've um, I've seen more of the recent ones but uh the orson welles one is one of Anne's favorites uh one of Anne's favorite movies and mm-hmm. i will spoil it for you they don't do anything with sinjin i don't know if i'm actually mad I'm not gonna lie. no listen there are there are choices that are made that focus on their relationship and you know what mm-hmm. that's okay for a movie that's okay for a movie like that is mm-hmm. where that is the drama of the movie because you don't get in Jane's head, so you can't see this yeah. development. You just see more terrible men uh, in her life. Like, I think it'd be hard to sit through Sinjin twice, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Like. <laughs> I mean, that being said, Sinjin is supposed to be, is canonically probably the hottest character in the book. So, listen, if they just got a pretty, pretty man to be terrible... I'll sit through it. It's fine. I mean, we already have that in real life with uh, <laughs> Liam Hemsworth, but I'm t- okay. Ah. Anyways, I did it. Good job. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, we will catch you all in the next episode with some movies and Movie some good talks. Night. Movie night. Movie night. Bye, everybody. Bye.